All right, Morris. Uh, we always stand facing the east with our heels together. Feet are at a 45 degree angle and then holding up two fingers on the right and five on the left. Allah. Allah. The father of the universe. Father of the universe. Father of love. Father of love. Truth. Truth. Peace. Peace. Freedom. Freedom. And justice. Yes. Allah is my protector. Uh, my guide, my guide, and my salvation, and my salvation by night and by day, by night and by day, to his holy prophet, to his holy prophet, to Ali, Ali. Amen. Islam, Moors. All right, Moors. I want to announce that this meeting is now open. This is the Moors Science Temple of America, Muslim Mission 30, Columbus, Ohio. First and foremost, we always rise and give the highest praise to the Most High, our Father God, Allah. We also extend honors to our divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality so that we may learn to love instead of hate. We extend honors to the forerunner to the prophet, our brother, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, for preparing the way for purity and love. We extend honors to all the Adep sheiks and all the faithful Moors that make up the grand body of the Moorish divine national movement. We extend honors to the first appointed Supreme Grand Sheikh by our prophet, and that is our brother, E. Millie Ill. We also extend honors to the current Supreme Grand Sheikh and Grand Council of the Moorish Science Temple of America. And as always, honors to all the faithful Muslims here on this Holy Day meeting. Islam. Okay. Brother Jackson Bay, would you please read our divine constitution and bylaws? Islam Grand Sheik, I rise giving perfect praise to Allah and honors to the Prophet Drali, honors to our forefathers and foremothers, and honors to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world, salvation, Allah, unity, the Moorish Science Temple of America, the Divine Constitution and Bylaws. Act 1, the Grand Sheik and the Chairman of the Moorish Science Temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the prophet and the grand body of the Moorish Science Temple of America. The assistant grand sheik is to assist the grand sheik in all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and it is known before the members of the Moorish Science Act 2. All meetings are to be open and closed properly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday, our holy day of rest, because on the Friday, the first man was formed in flesh. And on the Friday, the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father, God of For that cause, is the holy day for all my Act 3. Love, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Morris Science Temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister, because a lot is love. Act 4. All members must preserve these holy and divine laws, and all members must obey the laws of the government, <clears throat> because by being a Moorish American, you are part and partial of the government and must live a life accordingly. Act 5. This organization of the Moorish Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. Act 6. 
Act 6, 6 with us, all members must proclaim their nationality, and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed, that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government, and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865, during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Ali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites, whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must properly attend their meetings and become part and partial of all uplifting acts of the more Science Temple of America. Members must pay the line with all necessity to the more Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife. Wife must children, duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Juali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Noble Juali, founder, Moorish American prayer, Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my God. Home office in Obudjuali, home office, Chicago, Illinois, USA, Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy holiday, Muslims. Right, brother Islam and gratitude. Let's see, uh, brother Kobe, would you please read the writs of our prophet? Islam, Grand Sheik, I, raise, I rise and give perfect praise to the great God Allah. Rise, give honors to our prophet, noble Juali. Rise, give honors to the forerunner, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, the harbinger. Rise, give honors to all ills and bays, all monsters on the call, all monsters on the planet on this holy day. To be proclaimed in every meeting, Islam, I am glad to know I have a few faithful moors among you all, and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There's a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Ajax must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens. They are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds. The ones that pay their divine respect to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moors movement. I need finance, and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present, so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world will not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being head. It has been proven by my works 
which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, Noble Drew Ali. To the members of the Moor Science Temple of America, Islam, this is instructions from your Prophet, Noble Drew Ali. Be faithful unto your forefather, divine and national creed, that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world, and his judgment is on now. But the weak can comprehend it not. The end of times are drawing near. So says Allah to his divine prophet, I, Noble Jew Ali. And that's why many hearts have turned to stone. Many have eyes to see, but cannot see. Ears to hear, but cannot hear. Least they will be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Moors. And every evil spirit is moving, and they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah and the spirit of your forefathers, you fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your profit. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your prophet and ridicule him to the very lowest. And the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples act accordingly. And Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace. Your divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali. Prophet wants all Muslims to be read in every meeting. I hereby inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work, in their homes, and on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cars to Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be a severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace freedom and when these principles are violated justice must then take its course any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the moors movement will receive their rewards from allah for their unjust deeds all true moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet if they lose confidence in their profit, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Drew Ali. And the prophet is not right. The temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans that they do their part in protecting the prophet and the temple this is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet noble Drew Ali, through the will of allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways peace noble Drew Ali. islam islam islamism happy holy day muslims all right gratitude brother islam uh, Sister Lachey L, would you please read our additional laws? Yes, ma'am. Give all praise to the great Father God, Allah, 
Honors to the Holy Prophet Nova Joali. Honors to uh, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, the forerunner of the Prophet. Honors to all Muslims on the call and all Muslims around the world. A questionary and additional laws for Moorish Americans by the Prophet Nova Joali. Act one, grand sheiks and governors and heads of all temple, all business. Each said temple must be approved by the Prophet Nova Joali before acted upon by any members let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance, ETC, that will cause the support of any group of members. Any former officer that violates these law is subject to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC, by the prophet or the grand chief. Act two, all members are to attend their EDEP meetings and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, shall be fined 50 cents on the first case, and on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If member is working, his monthly dues must be paid. And if he has money in the bank, he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the Morsh Uplifting Funds because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act three, it is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice as I have the power invested in my hands and I will have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because we are to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must promptly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school. And the teacher must confirm itself to the questionnaire. And let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so because out of your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are a part and parcel of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, color folks, black people or Ethiopians because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now. And all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained noble Juali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moorites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act seven, all members must promptly attend their meetings and become a part and a parcel of uplifting acts of the Moor Science Temple. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moor Science Temple, being entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Drali, 
through the guidance of his father, God, Allah, Islam. Happy Holy Day, Muslims. Islam and gratitude, sis. A divine warning by the prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude to slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God, Allah, to warn my people to resit, repent from their sinful ways and go back to the state of mind to their forefathers' divine and national principles that they will be law abiders and receive their divine rights as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There's but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I, the prophet, and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those that know the law in the city hall and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply for they are glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man, it is free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments, gold and silver and commerce belong to the, to the citizens alone and without your national citizenship by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I am hereby calling on all true citizens that stand for a free na national free government and the enforcement of the constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the United States of America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I am depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national and constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion, before the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. In all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asks for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles 
because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. <clears throat> and every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers, because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers, your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizens of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and South in unit, placing the Southerners who were at that time without power with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there is no need for the application of the 14th and 15th amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost, and that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills, and neither will be harmed because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come. Because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people. And this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, diseases, ETC. And I, the prophet, do herein believe that this administration of the government being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws, and through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of men that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. So I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with the divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin, which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America, because they know it is not the true and divine way. And without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin. And there's not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, or economically, ETC in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their simple ways of action and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism, segregation and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth. And they fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I've traveled in the South and have examined conditions there and it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I'm hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light from the prophet. All right, Islam, Morris. Islam, we will be going over chapter 44 in our Quran. That's holy instructions from the prophet, misery. Uh, as we've spoken before, um, these Previous chapters, we've been going over from 40 on up to 44. We're dealing with the five foes of man. 
<clears throat> or the five inner thieves. We're dealing with the lower self, gaining a better understanding of the lower self. Prior to that, we were going over the higher self, the higher aspect. So we're getting a more well-rounded view, right? Like, why would we understand? want to even understand the lower self? Isn't that the devil or Satan or whatever? No, we want a better, under, well, excuse me, a more well-rounded view of who we are. So we're studying knowledge of self, true knowledge of self, all right? And um, <clears throat> as I said before, we were going over the higher self. And now we're going over the lower self. This is the last chapter um, on misery. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll go over this chapter and then go a little deeper into it. And then we'll open up the floor to questions. Any questions that anyone has in, in general. Okay. All right. So um, let's go ahead and go into chapter 44, Morris. What's going on? All right. Hang on a second, boys. All right, um, for the sister that just um, joined in on the call, please share your name and location in the chat and also your email. All right, so um, yeah, yeah, we take role at, or attendance at all of our meetings. Uh, sister Erica, please share your information in the chat for us. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we're we're reading from chapter forty-four in the Holy Quran of the Morris Science Temple of America, <clears throat> Holy Instructions from the Prophet Misery. All right. Gratitude. Um, also, let us know where you're located, please. Thanks. Um, and yeah, since you just joined, just letting you know we're we're going over a chapter from the Holy Quran of the Morris Science Temple of America, and then we open up the floor to questions. So if you have any questions, anything you're curious about, want to know, feel free to ask them after we um, go over this brief chapter. Okay, Islam, thank you. All right, um, so yeah, let's go in here. Verse one, feeble and insufficient as thou art, O man, in good. Frail and inconsistent as thou art in pleasure. Yet there is a thing in which thou art strong and unshaken, its name is misery. It is the character of thy being, the prerogative of thy nature. In thy breast alone it resideth. Without thee there is nothing of it. And behold, what is its source but thine own passions? Okay, remember we're, we're going to go back over this to make sure we can, you know, we we have we all have a deeper understanding of what's being said. Okay, um, he who gave thee these gave thee also reason to subdue them, exert it, and thou shalt trample them under thy feet. 
Thine entrance into the world, is it not shameful? Thy destruction, is it not glorious? Lo, men adorn the instruments of death with gold and gems and wear them above their garments. He who begetteth a man hideth his face, but he who killeth a thousand is honored. Know thou, notwithstanding that in, in this is error. Okay, let me pause for just a second. Um, I see Ann Ray's Islam, Brother Kobe. Islam, I'll raise and give highest praise to the great God Allah and our prophet Noble Zhu Ali. Uh, I'm going to... Let's go to five and six. He who begotten a man hidden his face, but he will kill it a thousand is honor. Now, say in your lower self, everybody has a lower self. In your lower self life, my lower self life was that if I could do you know, as far as like, you know, back in the day when you were in gangs and stuff, like if you could do that savage, that type of life, if if you could do that, everything is praised by that. But the humble man never was. And the weird thing about it is growing up in my teenage years, I was a person that was real cool with the humble men and humble women. And I was real cool because I was a part of that, I was a jock. So I was a part of that jock slash gang member thing. So I could see that when it comes to like lower self, people really need to see that within their self, that lower self, like what that really means with yourself, Islam. And when you look at that, just even those two, those two are like the no-nos. Like when you read those, like you can look at those and I'm like, okay, well, I know where not to go, and I know how to seduce the lower self. Islam, I yield the floor. Islam, all right, gratitude, brother. Um, definitely, you know, we see that in our culture. Um, just going back into that verse five, it says, "Begetteth he who begetteth a man, hideth his face, but he who killeth a thousand is honored." So, um, begetteth is to father, sire. You, you Usually when you use sire, you're we're speaking about animals because like with the dog breeding, we say they sire, okay? Um, they sire puppies together, but um, it's to father, sire, produce a male child, okay? So in our culture, and this is very unfortunate, um, maybe this wasn't as true in 1928 as it is today, but... Um, just looking at it like like the brother said, he who begetteth the man hideth his face. Okay, like the father, just bringing in, you know, children into the world, raising them, protecting them, being a real father, right? It's not even like praised and honored in our society. is <laughs> crazy, right? But he who killeth a thousand is honored. Okay, and we see that with these people who many of them have never even killed anyone, but they're out there, you know, making songs about killing, you know, like fantasy songs where they're just out there just shooting and killing folks at random, you know, and they're honored for that. They're respected for that. 
they're put on a plateau like they're you know people want to emulate that they think it's cool but fatherhood something that every child needs you know that father that protector right we know we honor the mother too but we're talking about the fathers right now right it's like it's not even honored so it's backwards and we see that right now in our society and this this is about misery so if we go along with this line of thinking we're going to fail and it doesn't matter how much money we get it doesn't matter what you're doing if this is the mentality that we have in our community we're always going to be food for everybody else everybody else can just run through us and take advantage of us okay so this is going to lead to the perpetuation of misery um for the person who just joined um it just says iphone please in the chat please state your name and uh location name location and your email all right islam so that's you know that's crazy but it's true okay so um going back in here um let's go to verse six know thou withstanding that this is an error custom cannot alter the nature of trust neither can the opinion of man destroy justice the glory and the shame are misplaced okay and even applying that to what we were just saying about us with our culture like if we're doing that it's an error it's not going to work it doesn't matter if it's the cool thing to do you know if this is what's being promoted it doesn't matter right you can't undo what's right the way things are supposed to be there's but one way for a man to be produced there are a thousand by which he may be destroyed there is no praise or honor to him who giveth being to another but triumphs in empire are the rewards of murder yet he who hath many children hath many blessings and he who hath taken away the life of another shall not enjoy his own so this is kind of like um, letting it be known. Okay, you know, we do have, and um, just want to repeat this, pause real quickly. Um, for the person that called in, it just says iPhone. Please, um, in the chat, share your name, location, and your email. All right, name, location, and email. All right, talking to the person that says iPhone. Everybody else... Um, has their name so yeah just in the chat just please share your name location and email islam grand sheik they they shared it uh i'll send it over to drew okay you got it okay well yeah if you got it you good okay thanks all right so um just going back in here um okay so it's letting it be known that okay yeah um There's no praise or honor to him who giveth being to another, but triumphs and empire are the rewards of murder, right? So we see these wrongs and things taking place, but at the end of the day, it's not going to work, right? Right, because he who hath many children hath many blessings, and he who hath taken away the life of another shall not enjoy his own, all right? So it doesn't matter how things appear. That's all fake. That's all fake. If it looks like people are winning, you know, by doing ill will to others, it doesn't matter. It's not going to work. While the savage curseth the birth of his son, 
and blesseth the death of his father, doth he not call himself a monster? The greatest of all human ills is sorrow. Too much of this art thou born into. Add not unto it by thy own perverseness. Grief is natural to thee and is always about thee. Pleasure is a stranger and visited thee by times, right? Like a, on a roller coaster ride. You always, you know, every now and then, ups and downs. Use well thy reason and sorrow will be cast behind thee. Be prudent and the visits of joy shall remain long with thee. Every part of thy frame is capable of sorrow, but few and narrow are the paths that lead to delight. Pleasures can be admitted only simply, but pains rush in a thousand at a time. As the blaze of straw fadeth as soon as it is kindled, so passeth, uh, excuse me, passeth away the brightness of joy, and thou knowest not what becomes of it. Right? Sorrow is frequent. Pleasure is rare. Pain cometh of itself. Delight must be purchased. Grief is unmixed, but joy wanteth not its alloy of bitterness. As the soundest health is less perceived than the slightest malady, so the highest joy toucheth us less deep than the smallest sorrow. We are in love with anguish. We often fly from pleasure. When we purchase it, costeth it not more than it is worth? Okay, reflection is the business of man. A sense of his state is his first duty. But who remembereth himself a boy? Is it not mercy then that sorrow is allotted unto us? Man foreseeth the evil that is to come. He remembereth it, excuse me, he remembereth it when it is past. He considereth not that the thought of affliction woundeth deeper than the affliction itself. Think not of thy pain, but when it is upon thee, and thou shalt avoid what hurt thee most, or what most hurt thee. All right, many times we do. We dwell on the things we don't want. These are giving us jewels um, on how to um, control our own mind. The stag weepeth not till the spear is lifted against him, nor do the tears of the beaver fall till the hound is ready to seize him. Man anticipateth death by the apprehension of it, and the fear is greater misery than the event itself. Anybody ever seen those memes that say fear is false evidence appearing real? Fear. Be always prepared to give an account of thine action. And the best death is that which is least premeditated. Islam. Um, Islam, Brother Kobe, I see your hand. Islam, I yield the floor. Islam, I just wanted to come back on that. It's just showing that, like, this chapter is showing the whole ills of the lower self and what it brings. That's all I, that's all I really wanted to say. It's not my you the floor. Like, if you really just look at that, any of those from key five down, Islam. Islam, brother. And it, it really is that simple, you know? So, um, I mean, it's, it's really that simple, you know, we're, we're giving these keys so that we can recognize these types of thoughts and, um, or this type of thought pattern that comes up so that we can be successful, right? With 
we be you know it's just being made plain to us that you know we suffer for the direction that we um take our thoughts in right where we allow our mind to go right just again you know with the last few verses right fear is something that you know we bring up even when there's nothing you know in the picture we we may be bringing up something from the past or anticipating something that's about to come and wherever we put our focus that's what we're going to bring into our reality um islam sister douglas i see islam first and foremost i like to rise and give perfect praise so our father got a lot on us to his prophet noble draw lead on us to all of the last prophets on us to all you muslims on the call and in attendance um I would like to add that, you know, the mind is is so important to understand. And this chapter reminds us that we should always have our thoughts in the right place. Because like, that's why positive affirmations are so important so that we don't dwell and ponder and think on the negative things in our lives, because when you think on these things, your mind is like a laser and it attracts everything that you are thinking about. That is what's being manifested in your world all around you. So your thoughts is a reflection of your life. And if you are thinking about, you know, just, just the negative things, you know, pain, suffering, sickness, all that stuff, like you're going to get more of that and it's going to be intense for you, you know, and people are walking around like this, holding on to these traumas and these generational curses and, you know, just living in lack and fear and misery. And, you know, it's hard to come out of that once you, you know, been doing it for so long. So it is so important to retrain your mind. And that's why we do these lessons. And that's why, you know, we study together no matter what every week. And because we are training each other, we are supporting each other in raising our thought process, understanding who we are, understanding our power and moving forward together because it's too hard to do on your own. You know, you don't have a support group. You don't have people around you with like minds who's encouraging you not to go in that negative direction. And as we grow and understand these lessons more and more each year, we can see the changes in our lives. We can see the positivity, the abundance, you know, of wealth, the good health, everything that we desire that is good for us is coming from us. Islam, I yield the floor. Islam, sister, gratitude and beautifully stated. Islam, I like that. So that's definitely, that's why we do this every Holy Day. We're supporting each other. And, and what are we supporting each other in? In revealing Allah within us, right? So doing our own carnal nature. Um, I yield the floor to Brother Jackson Bay. Um, Islam, peace and love. Uh, I just wanted to, I agree with what was said by everybody. I just wanted to add, add on how I felt and uh, it really um, makes us reflect upon our own mind because basically the event of what could happen worse is more 
painful to our mind and our physical body, right? We we think so much about death, right? <clears throat> and how it'd be painful or how gruesome it might be, right? But when we die, it'd probably be real peaceful, basically. So as long as our mind is in order. And what stood out to me is um, he who weepeth before he needeth, weepeth more than he needeth. And why? But that he loveth to weep. He loveth, he loveth weeping. So basically don't invite, <laughs> it's like saying, don't invite me to, if you're going to throw another pity party, because why are we crying about the things that haven't happened yet? You know what I mean? So it's like to always keep our mind in check. And uh, that's, that's what basically what I wanted to add. That's what stood out to me. And that makes me think like, why am I dwelling on the bad in my own life when I could just change my thoughts and, um, you know, to something and <laughs> to a better thing, basically, um, Islam. Islam, brother, and um, just to add to that, you know, saying um, he that weepeth, you know, like we we seek these types of things out, right? So, um, if we go in here to verse twelve, it says, "Grief is natural to thee, and is always about thee, right? Pleasure is a stranger and visiteth thee by times." Use well thy reason. Okay, so just going to go back to this. Grief is nat- natural to us because it's one of the base desires of the flesh. This is why we encounter grief so often in life. It's part of our physical makeup. So it's not a part of the spirit, right? It's not, a, it's not let me pull that chart back up. So it's not a part of our higher nature to grieve, to be sad. Even to fear death, you know, when someone dies, because we don't, we know they don't die. They just make the transition. That's why, as Moorish Americans, and I know this is new for us, we're relearning our culture, right? The prophet returns something ancient to us, you know, for our earthly and divine salvation. And so, in learning our higher nature, we're beginning to understand, and I'm, I'm not getting off, so stay with me. We're beginning to understand that we don't die. That's why Moorish Americans say this person made the transition. They didn't die. They just changed forms. And even though our earthly eyes can't perceive these other dimensions, right? Since that's a word that we have now in, in 2022. Well, you can say, even though this might not even be an accurate description, we can say, well, you just, we're multidimensional beings. You pass from here, you go to another realm, another dimension, Right. So we know that even though we can't see these other dimensions, we know they exist. We know that just because you can't hear higher frequencies, that doesn't mean that they exist. You blow on like a dog whistle or something and your dog's going to be going crazy because they can hear the frequencies. Just like there's higher frequencies of light that we can't see. You can't see in the ultraviolet. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's very real. Once again, there's other, there's even animals that can see in those light frequencies. So we know it's real, even though it's invisible to us. And so there's other realms of existence. And we know that you don't die. They just change forms. They made the transition. Transition to what? To another realm. And so we say that, you know, they don't die. They made the transition. So just in case anybody's heard that, you know, this is why we say it. And so going back into this grief thing. So yeah, it's a part of grief because somebody's always dying, right? Well, we don't, we're not supposed to grieve. This is why in um, ancient Egypt, if you look at Egyptian culture, the, the Europeans 
um, not really understanding that, not really understanding anything that they created, how they did it, or their their way of thinking, their way of life. It was so foreign to them to see these people. So they thought that they're obsessed with death, right? They'll say that they had death cults and they were obsessed with death, obsessed with the afterlife, right? But it wasn't an obsession. It was an understanding that this is only a portion of our life, that once they finish, complete their job here, whether they felt like they finished or not, once they completed their work here in this school that we call earth, they go to the other realm. As it says in our Quran, somebody, what, what does it say in our Quran? When, when um, speaking on when John the Baptist's mother made the transition, right? We don't say death. Anybody know? Islam, uh, death is a friend of man who, when the works of life are done, just simply cuts the cords that binds the human boat, the, the human soul to the physical. I'm paraphrasing Islam. Islam, exactly, brother. Gratitude. And so I see everybody else's hands out. I didn't forget you. But just going back to this, so we know that, that the Egyptians or the ancient Olmecs or the Mayans, these people were not obsessed with death. They had an understanding, which for us is ancient because these are our ancestors, all right? And the understanding was that death is not an enemy to man. As the brother said, once the work is done here, the cord that connects you to this physical existence is cut so that your boat may sail on smoother seas, right? So that you can continue the work. You you don't get out of the work and whatever, you know, you have to complete whatever your mission is you're still going to do it but you're going to be doing it on another realm and on smoother seas which insinuates that this physical realm may be a little more harsh than the next realm so it's not an enemy and so this is the understanding and so that understanding as a moorish american muslim that can take away some of the grief right even knowing that not even just death but you know, suffering, sickness, things like this, things that we experience here, these are learning experiences, even though it doesn't feel like it at the time, right? It's easy for me to say I'm feeling healthy, right? But at the time, it may not feel, you know, so easy. But this understanding helps you to know that this is this is an experience, right? So there's nothing to grieve. There's nothing to be sad about. And that's why grief, that's why it states in, in verse 12, that grief is natural to thee because there's so many reasons to grieve in this life. And that is a part is embedded in the flesh, in the meat, in the carne. Carne means meat. That's where the word carnal comes from, the carnal body, right? So it's embedded in the meat, in the flesh, in these particles that we use to experience this life in this physical world. Grief is embedded in the nature and in the it's a base desire of the flesh. So as Moorish American Muslims, now we know that we need to subdue that. When that grief is coming upon us, we need to subdue those thoughts. There's nothing to grieve, right? There's no reason to, um, to give in to that. And, and this is why the chapter is on misery, because that's a portion of the carnal body, the flesh, all right? It's a part of that nature. So, um, just hang on, Morris. Going to verse one, right back to the, the first, just looking at the first two verses in here, um, we're speaking on feeble. Feeble and insufficient is thou art, O man, in good. Feeble and insufficient is thou art, 
in good. All right. So that's insinuating that we're, you know, we're inadequate, you know, weak in producing good deeds. But when you go to verse two, once again, it's saying it's prerogative of thy nature. Once again, this is letting you know that it's, it's natural, right? This undeniable, this is the right of the carnal nature of man. That's why I'm saying it's prerogative. A prerogative is in speaking about verse two here, prerogative is an exclusive right. That's a privilege. Okay. So a prerogative is a privilege. So it's speaking of this, this privilege, it's privilege to what, right? It's, it sounds real negative. It is the character of thy being, the prerogative of thy nature in the, in thy breast alone. Okay. And so feeble and insufficient as thou art, O oh man, in, in good, right? Frail and inconsistent as thou art in pleasure. Yet there is a thing in which thou art strong and unshaken. It, its name is misery. So this is letting you know this is a part of the flesh. It's a part of the carnal. The nature of the carnal body is to be miserable, all right? To grieve, to, to in a desire, like it seeks it out. That's why in our Quran questions, when speaking about the, the lower nature, when, when the um, lower self is asked the question, like, where, where is it going? It's going to and fro the earth, seeking whom it may devour. Okay? That's just part of its nature. So if we're giving in to this nature, we're only causing destruction. There's nothing else that we can cause because it's a prerogative. Prerogative is a privilege. All right? It's a prerogative of thy nature. Misery. It's natural. It's an exclusive right. It's a privilege of the carnal nature of man. So we must understand that, right? Misery is, is a prerogative. It's, an, it's a right of the carnal nature. Just like we have divine rights, our higher nature, our lower nature has rights as well. And part of that is misery, okay? And so these other aspects of culture, things that we are seeing that are getting promoted to us, Literally, like this is what Western civilization is about, what Western society, excuse me, is about the lower self. Satan, devil, dragon, beast, and Lucifer. It's all about the lower self and promoting, um, you know, promoting vanity, right? Promoting um, perverseness, you know, as far as sexuality, promoting um, misery. It's promoting all of these things. Hardcore. Okay, and so if we give in to this line of thinking, it's set up for destruction. This is why there's no one else that will come and save us. Other people who are practicing like um, Christianity is um, Christianity as our people practice it here. It was given to us by Europeans. We're either Baptists or, um, you know, Catholics. Right. A lot of people in the Caribbean, South America, that Catholic. Right. We're um, either Catholic. Um, Baptists, you have some people that are like, um, maybe a few that are, you know, some of the different sects or whatever, um, Pentecostal and stuff like that. But all of these branches of Christianity were given to us from a European perspective. And that was for their earthly salvation, right? They formed that so that they could be, their nations could now be seen and recognized so that they could trade. So it was for their earthly salvation. Right. And to give them ways to, you know, to civilize themselves. Right. And, and so they're not going to save us. And then the other people coming from other countries, because everybody's over here. Right. In America, everybody's here. They're not going to save us. They're not. They can't. Matter of fact, um, 
some of them, like I give you an example, say people coming here from India, say they're coming here, you know, from a country like that, where they have their own culture, their own religion, and they come over here and they have children and their children are growing up here. There's a chance that by that first generation born here, they're already gone. They're already American. They may already have like turned away from their own culture and bought into this Western society, right? But definitely by the time the grandchildren come in, it's over. They're, they're American. They don't care. You know, they're not Hindu or Buddhist or, or, or Islamic anymore. They're kind of ashamed of that stuff. They, they're trying to be, you know, down with the beast, okay? And so I'm saying this because they can't save us. So Allah raised one from amongst us to get us back in line. All right. And then also nobody was giving us this information. Nobody was telling us how to subdue our own nature and, and giving us an understanding of that nature as well. Right. The lower and the higher nature. OK, so you have a full, well-rounded view of knowledge itself because you have so many people claiming to have knowledge itself. But they don't even know. Right. That there's a lower nature right? and how to subdue it. And and how did, you know, you see them over there crying because somebody died. It's like, well, you're not supposed to be crying, man. There is no death, right? So we, this is why it's so important for us to understand this. And on that note, since I'm up here running off at the mouth, I yield the floor. Um, I see uh, Brother Davis L and then Sister Lachey L and then Brother Jackson Bay, Islam. Peace. Um, something that stuck out to me is uh, verse 16. Uh, where it says, sorrow is frequent, pleasure is rare, pain cometh, it, cometh of itself, delight must be purchased, grief is unmixed, but joy wanteth not, it's alloy of bitterness. So this stuck out to me um, this time around, because I, I, besides from here, I don't think I ever saw the word alloy used um, in this way in a sentence. Um, I know it's like mixed metals type stuff. So I'm like, man, let me look it up, see if it got another meaning. But um, it really doesn't. It's just about mixing. So it's saying like joy comes, um, one not to be mixed with bitterness. But um, but then I kind of thought like maybe it's the saying that joy comes with this piece of bitterness. And maybe that 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 uh, makes more sense with that saying it that way. Um, I tried to look up one if uh, they didn't want to show me that, but that's an old way to say want. So uh, so joy, joy comes uh, comes with the bitterness, essentially. But uh, when we when we have grief, it's, it's just all grief, like a hundred percent grief. Like that's that just seems kind of. unfortunate you know like dang when i'm sad i'm sad but even when i'm when i'm happy i'm still sad like that's doesn't sound fun but islam that that's what stuck out to me um i yield the floor islam brother um right there where it says but joy wanteth not it's alloy of bitterness um it's saying um wanteth not means lacks not so joy does not lack its alloy or this this mixture of bitterness, right? This, you know, the pleasure and then grief, right? Joy does does not lack this this mixture, right? It's always there. 
right? It's always up and down. That's why it says in the beginning, sorrow is frequent. Pleasure is rare, right? There's always this mixture. And, um, you know, if we dwelleth in the lower self, you cannot escape it. How can you escape it? Are things always going to go your way? No. But what can we control? Our thoughts, right? So we cannot be caught up in the base level of existence. We cannot be caught in that that carnal level because it's always going to be an up and down battle. The only thing you can control is, is your own mind. And as the brother Jackson Bay was saying earlier, sometimes nothing's even going wrong. And we still go to sorrow or, or fear of, of what's going to anticipating things getting worse, right? Foreseeing the evil that is to come. Remembering something in the past. I did that before. Thinking about stuff that I didn't like in the past and getting mad about it. Like, how stupid is that? Sitting there getting upset about something that happened years ago. That was dumb, you know, and that was me. So, like, we we have to, like, we have to always be on our job. You can't get caught slipping out here. On that note, I yield the floor. Islam, uh, Sister Lashay up. Islam, I just want to um, speak on um, 11, where it says the greatest of all humans ills is sorrow, and too much of this thou art born into, add not unto it by thy own perverseness. So in that is basically um, telling us that, you know, we're already like kind of born into this world of, you know, all the corruptness that's going on. And so you should not add on to um, with your ill wills, your misery. And like you were saying, just going over things in the past and just adding on more to it. So the prophet basically is also giving us, you know, a way out like in, in three where he says like, he who give thee this, gave thee also a reason to subdue them. So he said, exert it, um, and thou shalt trample them under thy feet. So exerted is like an action word. So it's like if you, you know, put in action, you, you know, you try to study the, you know, the holy books um, that are given to you and just the information that you have, you'll be able to subdue um, all of these uh, cares of the world and also misery and like you say, just have a better state of mind. So Islam, that's what I wanted to, to say. Peace. Islam, sister. And, okay. and yeah, like there, we're saying um, uh, the human ills, the greatest of all human ills is sorrow. This, the human ills is speaking about mental illness, you know, psychological, right? And we've spoke on those when we were speaking about the five foes of men. It's inconstancy, weakness, misery, right? Even just this, this, um, desire for misery that's of the lower self and if we give into that right that's a mental illness we're, we're giving into this right even though that's within human nature right we we can't give into that you know and that's why it's saying you know add not unto it by thy own perverseness perverseness is willfully determined to go to go uh counter against what is desired what is expected perverseness is being persistent or obstinate in what is wrong Right. So if we know better now, we can't continue to entertain ill thoughts, you know, the opposite of what we want. Right. The the opposite of goodness. Right. We can't go towards, you know, grief and sorrow and all of these things.
All right, Islam, uh, Brother Jackson Bay. Islam, peace and love. Um, I agree with everything that everybody said. And I just want to camel back. Um, another thing that stood out to me, I've been noticing that the last, the last verse, the last key of each verse, be the most potent and the most powerful um, proverb, I would say, um, because it says, "Be always prepared to give an account of thy action, and the best death is that which is let least premeditated." So basically, in the first part, it's like accountability of your actions would definitely uh, be a be a, a a weapon or a tool against misery, because it's saying in here that our misery is coming from our thoughts, right? And, and negative thoughts, basically. Most of the times it's because we don't want to give an account of our actions. We don't want to be accountable. Um, using death as an example, and the way we've been um, taught about death is that at the end of at our death, that we got to go through a whole judgment, right? So that's be a, a, another reason why we'd be scared of death in this Negro state of mind. Because we don't want to give account of our actions. But if we're more accountable, right, if we're using reason and we're using prudence, right, we, we understand the reason why we're doing things and we're not doing things just because. And then in doing things, we're being prudent to ensure the safety and to ensure love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice is being used the right way, right? So that's that's what I would say, that um, accountability is is a... Is a um, is a is a attribute that um pardon me uh, accountability is an attribute that can be used you know against misery of the mind of premeditative negative thoughts um islam islam brother gratitude uh let's see uh brother kobe i yield the floor islam or as i get a Rise and honor to our great God, Allah, and the Prophet, no Ali. I just want to come back from everybody. This is a great bill. Uh, as far as if you look at the lower self and subduing the lower self, we are on point on that. Everything that even you're looking at in in the Prophet's readings, if you look at that, that shows like a shining light on the lower self. Like if you look at the lower self, the lower self is that simple. Easy. It's uh everything that like say like if you want to look at a person and look down on a person, or as far as you want to look as far as low self-esteem with yourself and not want to, you know, saying subdue the lower self and discipline yourself to get to the aspect that you need to get to that's always been a thing i've been an athlete so it's always been a thing i looked at like that's the me the uplifting of fallen humanity when it comes to our people is because we gotta look at it as that way we we know what our strengths are but we would downside it just because of what society is saying and if society is saying a certain thing We'll go with the flow just to get along, go along to get along. And that's the thing when it comes to uplifting for us as Moors and the Moors that we have on the call 
I really appreciate it all. We all know that. So now our gift is to give that to the world, Islam. And when we give that to the world and give ourselves like brother Jesus to let people know that everything can be conquered. That's the part of doing the lower self, Islam. Islam, Islam. And that's how come um, we're, we're giving these lessons in the Holy Quran in the order that we're they're giving in. Like we're, um, as the brother mentioned earlier with uh, the, the master Jesus, right? We're, we're giving those missing years of his life and um, he's showing the tools that we can use and the steps to take to subdue our own lower self. And then we're given a detailed um, explanation, right, of our own higher and lower nature, right, so that we understand it so that now you know when to use these tools. Like you, um, the, the explanation is given in here, um, the type of thoughts that are coming up that are com- emanating from the lower self. Now you know when they come up, you must use those tools. Um, looking at chapter 12, right? We, we have the carpenter's tools. That's when you know you need to draw the circle around your passions. Make sure that your desires are within the bounds of righteousness, right? This is what we must do on a regular basis. So it's an everyday thing, right? And like, you know, we don't teach this, oh, you're going to burn in hell and all that stuff because we know that heaven and hell is a state of mind. So we punish ourselves in the here and now, okay, for not... um going towards our own higher nature, right? For going in the opposite direction. Um, and uh, that's, that's really all that I had to say about this chapter, but um, does anyone else have any questions or any comments? Okay. Um, well, one thing I do want to do is open up the floor to questions. I see we um, have somebody from South Carolina in here. Um, have another sister from Ohio in here. If you have any questions in general, feel free to ask. And I mean, now's the time to ask. Um, you know, um, we don't shy away from questions. Don't feel like, um, don't feel shy or anything like that. I mean, you know, anything, any questions you have, feel free to ask. There's no judgment. And if there's no questions, I'll just assume. Yeah. Oh, Islam, Islam. sister. Islam. Is the lower self really your shadow? Okay. Great question. So um, in the Quran questionnaire, right, it says that the lower self is, is just a shadow of the higher self. Okay, let's let's go to that question. And let's let's explain that. Yeah, that's a good question. Okay. All right, Morris. Okay, so um, we have um, the Prophet Noble Drew Ali set these things up as catchisms, as a Q&A for a reason. All right, so, so that we can ask ourselves this and discuss this, ponder on this and gain uh, more insight on what's going on. So um, just really brief before we answer that, um, 
right? We give in an understanding that there's two cells. How many cells are there? Two. Name them. Higher and lower cells. Okay. And then um, just to skip it forward a little bit, can the higher self pass away? No. Why? Because it is a law in man. The higher self is the creator in us. A law in us. That's what the higher self is. What does the lower self breed? All of these bad things, right? Hatred, slander, lewdness, murders, theft, and everything that harms. Okay, so going to answer that question too. Let's go down a little bit. All right. Um, actually, <laughs> hang on a second. What's... Let me pull up the Quran. All right. Okay. So um, the question was, is the lower self the shadow? It's the shadow of the higher self. The higher self is a law in us, okay? It's a law in us. The lower self being a shadow of it, it means it's just a form that appears, that, that has the appearance or um, resembles resembles something. Like the shadow, obviously, it's not even real. Technically, it's just, it, it appears that way because of um, the light shining on it, right? If we're just talking about ourselves in the shadow that we cast, right? The shadow doesn't even exist without you. So your shadow, that, that, um, you know, you're standing in the sun, the shadow doesn't exist without you. The lower self is the same, all right? The lower self only exists in this physical realm. The physical realm does not exist without the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm is the unseen, all right? And the spiritual realm, as far as we're concerned, spirit in us, that's a lot in us. The lower self does not exist without a lot in us. So if you really think about it, the lower self isn't even real. It's just a reflection of the higher self, all right? And that's also why when we're given the keys in the Quran questionnaire where it's it's speaking about um, <clears throat> art, right? Art is a lot. Art, when we're speaking about art, we're speaking about truth, right? Every, the, the truth, the truth is a lot, right? And truth does not change nor pass away. But the lower self is explained to us as falsehood. We're also given the understanding that as far um, as humans are concerned, we're truth and falsehood strangely mixed. What's the truth? The truth is the spirit, the unseen, a lot in us. And the falsehood is the shadow of it, which is the lower self. So just to um, say that one more time, the lower self is falsehood. It's, it's just a shadow of the higher self. So when you're standing in the light, you're standing in the sun, obviously your shadow's not real. If you're not there, the shadow's not there, right? It doesn't exist. So without spirit, man, without Allah in us, 
there is no lower self. And that's why also we understand that we don't die. You can't die. What does die though? The lower self, the body. All right? Truth cannot change nor pass away. The spirit, it is in us. It's always one with the law. Okay, so the lower self has those limitations. It's, it's just a shadow. So it doesn't even exist without the higher self. It can be no lower self without the higher self. But there can be a higher self without the lower self. And that too, that's, that's another way to understand it. You can't have a shadow without you. It's just, you know, the shadow is just what shows when the light is shining on you and you see the shadow. But you, you can leave, you can go all over the place. Sometimes there is no shadow, right? Like if you're in the dark, but you're still there. So the lower self is the same way. It's limited to this earth and it, it does die. But you, you can't, all right? Because... The truth is in you and that spirit, man, Islam. And um, on that note, I hopefully I answered that question. I see the brother uh, Michael. I see your hand raised. I yield the floor, brother. Islam, brother, um, if you're talking, we can't hear you. I see your mic's on, but we, we don't hear anything. Uh, how about not? You can hear me? Islam, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. So I was asking that um, if, it, if there is a difference between the human thoughts and the lower self, which is the ego, are human thoughts and the and lower self are one entity. All right, can you say the first right, part? Can you say the first part? Can you say the first part again? Can you say the first part again? Hold on. Yes, I was saying if it, if if there's a difference between human thoughts, which is your lower, which is your negative thoughts about yourself and the world, and your your lower self, are they right. one entity? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I right. got you okay. now. Yeah, okay. So now. Okay. So what we would what we would um, associate, um, associate as, as hang on, it's hang a, on feedback. It's feedback. Okay. Um, you just have to unmute. You know, if you got to talk again. But um, to answer that, right? Okay. The human thoughts. You know what we're uh, associating as human thoughts. These negative thoughts. They're emanating from the flesh, and so that means they're coming from the lower self. These are desires that the lower self has. This is why we study this, okay? Because um, most of us don't even have any idea. Like, like what you said, we don't even know that these thoughts emanate from anything other than us. And, and usually we don't even really have an idea of what that means, what us, what we are, right? We think that um, to give you an example, let me pull up the Quran questionnaire. Okay, so we don't even know there's like a separation of the higher and lower self. But let's get some examples of what what the some of the thoughts that we would associate with being human are. Right. 
So in the Quran questionnaire 64, it says, give the five names that are descent- given to the descendants of Adam and Eve. And then the five names are Lucifer, Satan, devil, dragon, and beast. The five names given to the descendants of Adam and Eve. And so this is specifically speaking on the lower self, the carnal nature. And those five names are giving us five characteristics of the lower self. And so when we look at those five characteristics, we're actually giving the understanding of these types of thoughts that come into play. They represent the lower self so that we, when we have these types of thoughts, we know, okay, that's the lower self time to subdue that. Okay. And to just give an example, um, let's look at some of those characteristics, right? Um, so, all right, there's five, right? Those are the five foes of man. It's Lucifer, Satan, devil, dragon, and beast. So if we, if we understand that Lucifer is the intellectual mind, just purely intellectual, no spiritual insight, right? No true light of the souls, just it's false light. It's intellectual. It's also, that's vanity. Satan is the deceiver. It's the adversary. It invites others to disobedience of Allah. The devil is the accuser. It's the slanderer, right? And so sometimes these things come up and they don't, you know, it doesn't seem that bad, but if you really think about it, you're slandering, right? That's coming from the lower self. Devil, I mean, dragon is representing greed, passion, lust, ignorance, perversion, that which is earthbound. And like I always say, like that's pretty much rap music right there, right? Greed, passion, lust. We can make a song, you know, Temple 30. We can make a song called Greed, Passion, Lust, Ignorance, Perversion, and it'll be a hit because that's rap. And the beast is um, craving for gross materialism, which is, you know, rap again. But like these, you know, so that's the lower self. That's all the lower self, right? And it's cunning. And it doesn't come to you in a way that like is just, so appalling that it's like oh that's terrible i'll never do that now it comes to you in a way that doesn't even seem like a big deal right doesn't even seem like a big deal it's not evil but it's all emanating from the lower self so yes those thoughts are all lower self these are all desires of the flesh just the body not the higher self not spirit it's just the body like if if you know you made the transition you no longer on earth in the three-dimensional world you know those thoughts wouldn't travel with you because they stay with the body as we just were speaking on earlier the lower self is a shadow of the higher self so once that higher self is gone there is no more lower self those those are earth thoughts basically that's the way you could put it those are earthly thoughts and they're stuck here in this realm, this physical realm, all right? And why is it like that? Because as we became more dense, more physical, as we began to slow our vibration, our vibratory rate down slower, we took it all down with us. It's not just us. We made the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, everything fell, right? Everything came to this lower nature where it's kill or be killed. Right, I could eat. We can. We humans. We can eat anything if we want to. They eating whale burgers in Japan, right? We'll kill anything. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even matter. 
and we fell even to the point where even the plant kingdom fell where you even have plants that eat eat animals and eat you know eat meat right you know everybody's seen the venus flytrap you even have plants that do that right so everything fell okay everything lowered its vibratory rate into this dense physical realm and that's why you have this lower carnal nature that has its own mind its own desires and so all of these thoughts anything dragon that's greed passion lust ignorance and perversion everything is earthbound all right so those thoughts that are emanating they're all limited to this earth realm this this physical carnal body all right just so that there's no confusion Islam. All right. Um, are there any other questions or comments? I, I mean, for real, now's the time to ask them. Feel free to uh, speak. All right. Um, well, if there's no questions, I'll assume everybody has a good understanding of what's the, what what we do here, what we're working on. Um, and on that note, let's go ahead and go into the closing of the meeting. All right. Um, before we close, though, I do want to say, uh, make sure you go to our website, morishamericans.com. It's just morishamericans.com. You can make a free profile on there. Right, it's free. Um, we have um, a forum on there, which we'll be using more often. So make sure that you go on there and make a free profile. And uh, also, we can accept donations on there. All right, so anybody that wants to uh, send a donation, make sure you go to morishamericans.com. And wait, hang on. All right. So, yeah, make sure you go to moorishamericans.com. Um, over here where it says log in, you can make a free profile, right? Sign up, make a free profile. And um, also, you can send a donation. Just click on the button at the top. Uh, go to where it says Temple Dues. And, well, remember, you can pay your dues. But also, you can just click that donate button to send a donation to our temple. All right, and that's at MoorishAmericans.com. Okay, and on that note, let's go ahead and close out. All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Everyone, please rise and face the east for the closing prayer. And you do not need to repeat after me. We stand up straight with our heels together. And then holding up our arms perpendicular with two fingers on the right and five on the left. Allah, bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creed and principles. We ask this in thy holy name and the seven Elohim. Amen. Islam Moors, happy holy day. Peace and love. This meeting is now adjourned. Peace and love.